Good evening, good evening to you all, and welcome on this awesome Sunday evening, 6 p.m. service from Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome to the Lofdal family, and uh, I heard the testimonies about this morning, the first time the church opened in months, with, of course, the 50 people per venue and per service. And uh, even where Pastor Ulrich preached, he had two salvations, glory to God. And uh, that's phenomenal. Now, we are busy in a phenomenal time frame. I keep on saying the atmosphere is the best atmosphere for what God wants to do on the face of the earth. Now, announcements. Tomorrow night, don't forget about the Zoom meeting prayer with Pastor Emma. And that's going to be powerful. And then Wednesday morning, the leadership, the first leadership, oh my word, since the lockdown at 9 o'clock on Wapnik Street at the Hadassah Hotel, where we normally, and there we share principles that will help you. Because God called you to be a leader of leaders. Say, I am a leader of leaders. And then, of course, Friday night, the young people. And then Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, the march at Bonnie Bray. And then the 8 o'clock Afrikaans service at Powerhouse in Eagle Street, Brackenfell. And then the 9.30 service. And uh, then the 10 o'clock service at Hadassah. Oh, my word. And then we've got ability to for three venues and... Three services at Loftal World Press Center. And then at 12.30 in the afternoon again at Bonnie Bray. And be there. And of course, we keep on broadcasting. And invite your friends and make it possible. Because the sermons we share is to help unlock the greatness of God inside of you. <laughs> now we are living in this phenomenal time. It's a time for testing our hearts. Now, the gospel is what? The power of God. Somebody say the gospel is the power. And as long as you preach and operate and love the gospel, the power of God is operating with you, in you, and through you to touch the world. Now, this morning, we were sharing, and the whole August we talk about let thy will be done. A prayer that Jesus prayed in Gethsemane. And I just give you some information about this morning's service. Because when Jesus prayed, he said such a powerful thing. And he said, Father, if it's your will, let the cup pass me by. But not my will, your will be done. Now he took three people with him. The inner circle, what we will say, and went to pray with him, and they fell asleep. So prayer is important. But what is the most phenomenal thing, and I share out of the scripture, the first thing, why did Jesus start shedding blood in the Garden of Gethsemane? Because the first trouble on earth <laughs> start in a garden. In Genesis chapter 3, and Genesis chapter 2 this morning we were reading and Genesis chapter 1 where God says, let us make mankind in our likeness and in our image. First gave them identity, character and ability 
And then he gave them rulership. He said, rule. <laughs> oh, my word, I like that word, rule. And that's our <coughs> position, our instruction. Satan is not the God of this world. <laughs> no, no, no. He may be the God of people's world that think. No, he's got only authority what we allow him. He's from another dimension. He's the God of the kingdom of darkness, not where we are. And we will not. Now the stats tells us in the Western Cape, not talking about the whole of South Africa right now, that there's 84.5% Christians in the Western Cape of the 7 million plus people that lives here. Now can you imagine if we there are more than 5 million Christians, why can't we change the atmosphere, prepare the place that God, the revival fire needs to be ignited. Prophecy of 59, the prophecy of all the years, 2013, out of the 70s when Rossi Erasmus prophesied in the first church I preached in when I, when I took a calling. Oh, my word. Then we need to understand that's not the whole of South Africa because the South Africans, they say 85% are Christians. Turn to somebody say it's a wake-up call. That's why you hear revival and awakening, and I'll still explain that in services. It's not just shaking and fall over, and that's wonderful, and laughing, and crying, and have the joy of the Lord. It's to walk therefrom into resurrection power. Somebody say resurrection power. And I have the promise, the ability, oh my word, the covenant to walk in resurrection power. Paul comes and he says, we died with him, crucified with him. We were buried with him, resurrect with him, ascend with him. Now we are seated. Say, I am seated. That means you seated above circumstances, above situations, above whatever the natural world. We in this world, not from this world. Now, I'm not saying we're so heavenly minded that we earthly no good. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is we sit from a position. We pray from a position of authority, of dominion. We don't pray and declare the word and preach from a position of defeat. Where Satan is ruling, we preach from where we are seated as the heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Now, uh, the, the, the powerful word was when, G, when, when God spoke in Genesis and he said something so remarkable. Now, I'm reading from the Amplified. I always like different translations and then you get the highly religious people and say, no, only the real genuine Bible is King James. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, believe it and you can read from that. That's okay. But I'm reading from the Amplified. That's why I'm so loud. <laughs> now listen what God says. And God blessed them there in Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image, in his image and likeness of God. He created him, you know, and then he said in 28, and God blessed them and said to them, now it's Adam and Eve, be fruitful, <laughs> life's mission, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Listen, 
using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. What do I need to use what God gave me? In the service of God and man. Life's mission. Say, I have a life mission. God didn't put you on the face of the earth just to get an education, get a job, get married, have children, get old and die. No, 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 that was not God's idea. God planned you beforehand, called you, predestined you. See, that's the lie of the enemy to tell you all these things now. And uh, so we spoke this morning very clearly and very powerful and laid a foundation about the, the five things that Satan said. I will, I will, I will in the book of Isaiah. And then we hear God say seven times, I will do this and I will do that. And I will do the next thing. And then God says, I am. <laughs> oh, my word, I like that. And that's what we were sharing this morning. And then Jesus came and he said, I am. <laughs> And what he is, that's what we are. <laughs> and he said, uh, then he said, I will. Now, that's where it comes in. My will in submission with his will. If completely out of control of the will. And we know when you touch God's portion, what belongs to God, you have to leave the garden. That's why a lot of people are outside God's plan for their lives. They say, I'll do it my way. Somebody else tried, didn't work, and I'll do, and I will not let nobody tell me. That's a very dangerous thing. Many other plans in a man's heart. But the purposes of God will prevail. <laughs> because why does God give us instruction and <laughs> created us for a life mission? Because he knows the end from the beginning. Do you know that God knows exactly with what you're busy with right now in life, how it's going to end? Now, how many of us tried something and you were sure you had the leading and, oh my word, you were convinced through what people said and then find out it was a big mistake because my will has a sign I want to be in control. And that's why God, Eve and Adam came in control. And when they're in control, they no longer see them as God saw them. They saw themselves naked. And then they start <laughs> fabricating something to cover them up. And then they were not at the place. Now, the place is important. God has a design for your life. I cannot do just what I want to do <laughs> because that carries no guarantee. The first question ever asked, where are you? <laughs> and that's the question God's asking in this eighth month, new beginning, a month of grace, a fresh start, call it what you want. Where are you standing with your life mission? Well, I'm a doctor, I'm a police officer, I'm a motor mechanic, I'm a nurse, I'm a cashier, I'm a cook, I'm a whatever, a housewife, a husband, a retired. No, 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 that's not your life mission. That's the tools to help you with your life mission. And uh, that's what we need to understand because sometimes we major on the minors and then uh, we, make the, we minor on the majors. 
And that's where the trouble comes in. Now, last week we spoke on, oh my word, growing, sowing and going. Come on, somebody is the manifestation of your life mission. Now here in August, and we spoke a lot about stuff and we used the example from Jonah's life and we can learn from Jonah. And then we can actually, you learn from somebody's mistake not to make the same mistakes. Sometimes I try to help younger generation and young preachers and Somebody the other day said, do you know that preacher said that of you? And I contact him and I said, son, you want to start a church? <laughs> I said, don't say what you're saying right now. I said, each person that you connect, they know 65 people. And that 65 each knows 65 and they're going to say you're a gossiper. You're somebody that badmouths people. I said, and you're not going to make a mistake. I said, you're not going to make a success of what you're busy with right now because you started wrong and as low as it can be. <laughs> He's not coping at the moment. He's back in uh, part-time work and trying to post stuff. Now, I don't go on Facebook to see what everybody posts all the time, but let me help you with this, your life mission. All of us have the same life mission. Say again with me, all of us have the same life mission. I don't care how anointed you are if a fly bites you, a flea, <laughs> and then he's going to jump higher and say there's power in the blood or a mosquito, you know the phrase, when I want to be so full of the glory when the mosquito bites me, he's going to fly away and say there's power in the blood. I don't care how anointed you are. Are you fulfilling your life mission? And only God can tell us what's our life mission. And that's what we discovered and established last week. Now tonight, we're going to speak on because this morning when we laid the foundation that you will discover certain things. And I want to help you because this whole period of the COVID-19 thing, what was the testing of it? Now, it's not God ordaining this. What out of, and I've said it over and over, out of the carcass of the dead lion will always come honey. What the enemy meant for harm, God turns it around for the good. What comes out of this was, where is my heart? Do I live for myself? Am I in survival mode and feel I'm, I'm drowning and I'm just trying to make it myself? Or am I living for the divine purposes of God now? Jesus himself said this powerful thing in Mark chapter 8, 35. If you insist on living for yourself, you will lose your life. <laughs> Selfish lives are dangerous. He says only those who, <laughs> who give away their lives for my, for Jesus' sake, and for the sake of the good news, the gospel, Listen, we'll ever know what it means really to live. <laughs> now that's where plastic comes in. Have, have, now I know if you've never been there, <laughs> you sow under the weather. And, and when somebody asks you, how are you doing? And you don't want to let them know. You put a smile, that plastic smile, and say, oh, I'm wonderful, I'm good. In the meantime, you're not. 
<laughs> what I like about pastors when you ask them, how are they doing? Glory to God, hallelujah, God is on the throne. I'm not asking how God is doing. I know he's on the throne. I know he's in glory. I know the hallelujahs come. How are you doing? We never say I'm hurting. I'm disappointed. I go through something. I may be depressed, oppressed, compressed. <laughs> we never say that. And that's why we need to become genuine with ourselves. And the only guarantee we have is when we give our lives for Jesus and the gospel's sake. Come on, people. And then you will know Jesus said what it really is to live. If you don't give yourself away, it's a plastic life. You need to compare with the Jones and the neighbors and the family, and you live never up to the standard of what God expects you to live. And that's very powerful stuff because I need to understand God designed me because he wants me for this mission in life. <laughs> he, he, he really doesn't need me. He could have used angels, but he wants me. He assigned something to demonstrate Satan's defeat that we can walk in resurrection power. That's why Paul comes and he says, you people don't war against flesh and blood. That's not what you're battling against. It's against the wicked world, the forces of darkness. Come on, somebody, but we have the victory. Say, I have the victory. Say it one more time. I have the victory through Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, now I said this morning, when we come to the point where we say, let thy will be done in my life. It means the next phrase happen because I cannot just say, let thy will be done and I don't do anything about it. <laughs> I make a New Year's resolution. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's not going to help. The next thing is I must surrender <laughs> because that means here, listen, I am. Now I want to help you on this journey. Because many people say, God, let your will be my will. But they never say to God, here I am. And that's very important. Because <clears throat> when I understand this, two words of Jesus' message was, come and go. <laughs> come and go. And I said this morning, now can I read it to you again, what I said this morning about the things that Jesus said. Oh, my word. Seven things that Jesus said. He said, I will make you fishers of men. I will. <laughs> I will give you rest. I will keep you. That's why you're here. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will love you. I will do what you ask in my name. Seven I do's or I will's. I will send the Holy Spirit and I will come again. That's what, to counterfeit what Satan said in and what Isaiah exposed him in the book of Isaiah chapter 14. And then with the seven I am statements that Jesus made, he said, 
I am the bread of life. <laughs> well, like that. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the gate, the door for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he says, I am the true vine. Now, you'll hear Satan had five stories. <laughs> I will, I will, I will. And God says, man, let me help you with that. Now I will counterfeit that. And then God said, this is what I am. <laughs> and then God said, this is what I will do. And then Jesus said, <laughs> this is what I will do because he came as God manifest in the flesh. And then God said, okay, I have now a life mission. I paraphrase now for my creation, for my mankind. He said, and there's six things. Now, why six? Six is the number of man. That's why you hear six, six, six. If we conquer the six, if we follow in the six principles, the six life assignments, the six will of God, we will see the mighty harvest. We will see the awakening. We will see everything. And the most phenomenal story, it's not complicated. Oh, my word, help me. Now, I will give that at the end to you because I want to get into tonight. Here I am. Now, this is phenomenal. What does it mean to say, here I am? Here I am means I am available. <laughs> wow. Not 50%, not 70%, but how much? 100%. In my mind, to love the Lord your God with all. That you read the word all, all of your mind, all of your heart. Come on, people. With all of your strength, with everything, you need to serve God. That's when you give yourself away. Then it's easy to follow instruction. When God tells people, somebody once prayed and said, God, come through for me. I have a need and the Lord said, I've heard your prayer the first time. I'm just looking for somebody that's available in South Africa that will hear my instruction. Every person I talk to have an excuse or they ignore my voice. And that's scary because that's a scary thought. We need to rise up as God's people to dominant, to take charge. We're not pre preparing for retirement. We prepare for takeover that the gospel of Jesus, the kingdom of our God, will become the kingdom on the face of the earth. Now, one thing about a king, you cannot vote him in. He's born into that. <laughs> and you were born through the new birth as a king. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus is called the king of kings. Now, now what happens when I say to God, here I am. Now there's about eight stories. And I'm going to see if I can do maybe two tonight for time's sake. But uh, I want to help you with this. And it starts with in Matthew 6.33. Now I'm going to read again from the Amplified because that was what Jesus said. <laughs> he started off and said, don't be concerned what you will eat and drink and Everything that tries to occupy what people shift 
they focus on is on things and on things. That's why the Bible says you cannot serve Jesus in it. Mammon, things, money, and God. Because if, you, if your focus is on things, you will never fulfill the kingdom purpose, your life assignment. A preacher once said, and I want to quote him. He said, in all my life of my ministry, if there's one thing I can teach you, is to teach you what is your purpose on the face of the earth. Now, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I've been serving God 51 years, and 2013, a turnaround came with the outpouring, and God was dealing with Gustav. Sometimes you need to get out of yourself because <laughs> you're the problem, not the devil. <laughs> we our greatest enemy is ourselves. Come on, people. That's why the prophet Hosea tries to communicate with God's people. How do I no longer be the enemy of myself and follow God's instruction? Because scripture is God's instruction. It's your father's love letter. It's the manual of something that was manufactured. This is the manual to follow the manual. <laughs> and uh, he said, my people perish. Wow. The old years we had a, a tube that goes in the tire. And if the tube is wet, now we made, uh, what do you call it? A catapult, a, a keti. And if that tube was wet and you pull the thing because it like perforated a uh, perish then it snaps and you can hurt yourself that's what it means my people perish Afrikaans they fervir that's the same word and uh, because of a lack of knowledge that's why she all I quote Isaiah has opened its mouth wide he said and multitudes go in there why? A lack of knowledge. Now, when you stop learning, teachable is one of the greatest things in life. <laughs> Never stop learning. Say to somebody in the room, I don't know it all. I thought I know a lot. <laughs> Until God started dealing with me and get Gustav out of Gustav, then I discover, oh my word, I know theory. But in the practical, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't line up. And that's why it's the time for the new wine to be poured in what? New wine containers, new <laughs> vessels. Come on, somebody. And that's the process that we are in to become a new container, a new wine skin for the kingdom. So that the new wine can con be contained and uh, my word can uh, uh, manifest the greatness of God. Because if I try to put new wine in old wine skin, it's going to burst. And you will have no root in yourself. Now listen, Matthew 6.33, what Jesus was sharing, <laughs> he doesn't come out of a democracy comes out of a kingdom with a king. There's a ruler. It means I come under the rulership. That's kingship. <laughs> oh my word. What does a king do? A king instruct and it happens. 
Not uh, if anybody in the natural kingdoms will disobey what the king said, he will be. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They end up in the burning fiery furnace. Daniel in the lion's den. Oh my word, because they disobey the king's word. Jesus said, I came from another kingdom. My kingdom is not in the world. That's why he didn't defend himself amongst local people. A king only speak in a kingdom. And when he was taken <laughs> that time into the kingdom of Rome, <laughs> with, when they arrest him, then he said, <laughs> then he defend. Then he said, what was his mission in life? Now, that's a deeper thing to talk about, and we'll still do that. But listen, now he comes and he says in Matthew chapter 6, he gives us the life mission, how to rule as a king and how to tap into that. He said, but seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom. Wow. Now when Jesus prayed and he broke the curse, of having your own will and your own strong will and I'll do it my way and I'll nobody's going to tell me. And I saw somebody post a thing and says, die to the opinion of people. I will not let nobody tell me. It was just this afternoon. I am only led by the Holy Spirit and I know exactly what they are busy with. And I thought, that's not the Holy Spirit because God will never separate you from the truth and from God's divine plan. Listen to the word. <laughs> That's why people are in trouble. Now hear what he says. He said, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. Now in brackets, it says, his way, God's way of doing and being right. <laughs> not being in error, not doing it half-hearted, but first find out how God's kingdom operate because the kingdom of our God will become the kingdom of the world. All kingdoms can be shaken, but the kingdom of God can never. It's always stand on a firm foundation. <laughs> what it means with let thy will be done. It means I need to let go of my idea, my will, my plans, my kingdom. Now, have you ever read that God will never lead you in darkness? Every word that scripture gave is always to promote, to advance, to develop, to let you grow and to fulfill God's great grand design. That's why. You have a label attached to you. It's not Zara's or Vans or uh, Adidas. It's son and daughter of God. And there's a lot of fake things there out. Fake material that you can buy on the streets that says Adidas or what's the Schluss thing? Nikes. But then there's the genuine one. God wants you to be the genuine son and daughter of God. Now, let me get to this. He says, his way of doing and being right. Then, when will all the things be added unto me? After I put God's kingdom first in every area 
in my day, my time, my money, my words, God first. Help me somebody. God first. That's why the journey we travel on is a journey of faith. You're going to need faith to live your life mission. <laughs> because sometimes we don't want to do it. And I'll show you other the characters of the Bible. He says, and then all these things, the houses, the money, the land, the cars, the food, the whatever you need will be added Together will be given you besides. Now, that is a phenomenal statement to share about the kingdom first. Now, what does it mean? What happens when I say, here I am? Now, it's phenomenal how your heart will be tested if you mean it. Now, here's a story in the Bible that... <laughs> When I say, listen, here I am, and that I am available, the first thing that you will discover in your life, I will make sacrifices I never thought I could make. In the natural, because the natural mind works with feeling, with emotion. I don't feel like it. I, I'm not going. I, I, I'm afraid. We, we operate with all these natural things. The fear factor is so high in the nations. We operate with reason. <laughs> Jesus said, you feed, give them something to eat, Lord. We have nothing. Oh, my word. McDonald's are closed. The ravens are on retirement. And... Uh, the fish, I don't know, and, but here's a boy with his bread and fish. That was enough. Logic can never operate what God wants to do because God operates. That's why faith is seeing things from God's perspective. God gives you assignment, and when you look at it in human speaking, you never think it's possible. That's why when I say, here I am, Listen, what it means, I will make sacrifices I never thought I could make. Because what happens when I start making sacrifices? Now, it's the greatest of all things. It's the starting point. Listen, that I will make a sacrifice. Now, now... <coughs> Can't we first talk about the blessing and how blessed I am and how wonderful it's going to be? Yes, we can. But then we will turn the thing, we will put the cart in front of the horses instead of the horses in front of the cart. Listen, it starts off with making sacrifices. Sacrifices means I sacrifice my own will, my own desire, and I live in the victorious prayer of Jesus where the first drop of blood was shed for mankind. Father, not my will, let your will be done. And we know the end result because the harvest always follow the sacrifice. Wow! <laughs> that will preach. Come on, somebody. Now, let's use Abraham as an example. Now here, Abraham, God spoke to him. And you remember that he weighed 
a hundred years and Sarah 90 and the boy grew up. And then we suddenly in Genesis 22 and verse 1 says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham and he said to him, (laughs) Faith can be tested. Because what God did here, and I'm going to tell you now, is he said to him, Abraham. Now listen what Abraham answered him. Here I am. (laughs) Listen, family. He replied. Then God said. Now whenever you tell God, here I am. God's not letting it going to hang in the air. He's got an instruction. <laughs> because it doesn't help we have a good content, a good paper, but we fail a wrong assignment. Listen. He says, then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac. Not the one Abraham tried to help God. <laughs> the one God acknowledged, the son of the promise. Is Isaac. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. When my will is hand over, the things I love so much (laughs) are the things I need to put on the altar. And that's where you you don't miss what I'm going to tell you tonight in the scripture. He says, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. Now, if you ever heard me spoke on this, the burnt offering was the highest form of sacrifice. You slaughter, you cut in four pieces, and then you burn to ashes. And that's what God told Abraham. Remember, he's he's got a promise. You will be called the father of nations. And now God needs to test Abraham's faith because this is the key point here. (laughs) Why did God ask Abraham? God know what is in Abraham's heart. (laughs) But why did he ask Abraham? Many times God will tell you to bring a sacrifice, to do something, to give, to whatever is so that you can discover what is in your own heart. (laughs) God wants Abraham to discover what is in his own heart. That's why he asked him the most valuable, precious thing. Because out of that sacrifice will the blessing be released. Come on, somebody. God is not against you having things. You can have a Rolls Royce and a BMW, a Black Madvilla, and you can have an Opel, <laughs> Opel Pirenlapa, <laughs> or you can have whatever. You can live in a five-story house. God is not against that, as long as that doesn't possess you. Wow. You know that sometimes your ministry can possess you, your title. <laughs> I introduced myself to somebody and then they gave me all their titles. And I said, I'm just good stuff. <laughs> and you can see he was disgusted because who's this normal person? I didn't tell him I'm the pastor, I'm that, 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 that. He gave me all his titles. 
And then I realized this person is addicted to his titles, his identity. Many people's identities in their things. I need to show you. I need to tell you. I need to demonstrate to you. While the kingdom of God, and that caused a lot of damage on the face of the earth. A true son and daughter of God. The image, come on, <coughs> and their identity is in God. <laughs> they first seek the kingdom. They know what is valuable and what is just timely. Now he says, take him, sacrifice him as a burnt offering. One, one of the mountains I will tell you about. Now this is an amazing story. That's why Abraham is called a friend of God. Because what did he do? He believed God unconditionally, even if he had to sacrifice Isaac and burn him. God can resurrect him. That's great faith, what you and I need to have for the promise for South Africa and the nations of the world. Everything that's going to happen, it's not going to happen from, from, from foreign soil. It will rise up from the soil of Africa. Come on, people to activate the fire of God. And you who are watching and listening, you're the person God wants to use to activate this great fire that needs to burn in this nation. Now, <laughs> it was funny. They say, how do you pull the crowds? He said, just start burning. Then the people will come automatically see how you burn. <laughs> burn with the fire of God. Burn with passion for his love. Burn for the lost. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbors, it's time to burn. My God, then everything will be given to you. Money and whatever. Doors will open that nobody can close. Now, Abraham immediately, he didn't first consult Sarah and had five witnesses and seven confirmations and Google if that is God because why will God ask him the first person to sacrifice his son <laughs> because he's now not an idol worshiper and this is the thing he got the fire he got the word and then he took the knife and he said we need to go he got the servants going with and <laughs> he took the donkeys and in three days, there's a thing in third day, the third day, the resurrection, he saw the place. The place is important. Well, I can do what I want. Where I, no, 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 you cannot. You, you need to be at the right place. Place is important. Place is important. Hear what I'm saying? I hated Cryfontaine. I didn't want to be there. I didn't care. I work there. And I walked and everything was just against me at that time and against my family. But we worked and I hated the reason why it was like that because I hated where I was. Until 2001, I sat in Gary Beard's house and we had a home meeting and there's some officials that came and everybody and I heard the voice of God before the service. Until you marry your Leah, your Rachel will never produce your dream. I know exactly what God... Cryfontaine was my Leah. I hated her. I didn't want to marry her. I want the promise. I didn't like the process. 
And that day I said, God, forgive me for being so stubborn and hard of hearing. I marry my Leah today. And boom, 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 things start happening. Things, more things happened since 2001 than in the whole time since 81 that I've been in the Western Cape here in South Africa because I understood the principle. God had to get Gustav out of Gustav. My will doesn't count. It carries no guarantee. And uh, the third day, <laughs> why didn't, and I said it in a meeting, why don't God say when Abraham took the sun and the fire and the word and, and saddled the donkeys and took the servants with him, God said, uh, Amy, that's okay. Now I know you're going to do it. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sometimes the instruction of our lives, Satan wants to detour it. He wants to bring you an option. He wants to keep a yellow carrot and detour your life in the wrong direction. That's how the church world, Uncle George Steinman many years ago said, there will come a time in South Africa that the foreign influence will be so great that South Africa will turn from an altar relationship to a theater thing. It will be just <laughs> performance and no power. And that's what costs the undergo of a nation. But thank God there's a new breed rising up <laughs> with the power and with the passion of Christ. Listen, why didn't God say, okay, Abraham, now you said you leave the servants behind. You and your, the sons, listen what he calls his sacrifice, worship. Now you hear me when the six things we need to complete our life mission is to be worshipers. <laughs> Abraham told the servants, he said, stay here, me and the son are going up and we're going to worship God and then come back to you. He was prophesying. After he prophesied that, suddenly the sacrifice his mission, <laughs> his instruction, start arguing with him. He said, Father, here's the wood and the fire. Where's the sacrifice? <laughs> Isaac did not know he's the one. The sacrifice start arguing with the one that needs to follow and do what God tells him to do. How many times? That the great commandment and the great commission start arguing with you. And you will see it now in Moses' life. Now listen. And then they came and Abraham built the altar and I think Isaac helped him. And then suddenly Isaac discovered, oh my word, I am the sacrifice. <laughs> and there he was lying and he could overpower his father. Because he was not a little boy. He was now a young man. Abraham, over a hundred. He could, but he was willing to understand the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. Now, in the whole history since existence, God never revealed him to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh until that day. Abraham pulled the knife ready to follow God's instruction because Abraham must discover what's in my heart is God, my God, a hundred percent or will I put things above God? You see, it's that things. 
It's that person. It's that relationship. It's that job, that business, that money. Those things that we put above God, that God is in trouble, that hinders God to reveal him as Jehovah Jireh. And then the voice of the Lord came and said, Stop! Now I know! <laughs> Why didn't he know when Abraham made ready? Why didn't he know when he left the boys behind, the servants? Why when Abraham was at the act of obedience? Now I know, I paraphrase, that you love me more than your son. You love me more than anything. And then when he turned around, there was a ram in the thicket with his horns. Now, I've shared a story about that. Why not with his leg or tail with his neck? The horns, because when you've got something that you hear, pack the bull by the horns. That's what ministry is about. Pack the bull by the horns. If, listen, if it was not by the horns, God doesn't want a sacrifice that fights with him. He wants a sacrifice that's willing. And then the Bible says, from that day on, God, uh, Abraham called God Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Now the blessing is released. I will bless you. And then God spoke the blessing. This is what happens when I say, here I am and I am available 100% to God. Because if I don't do this now, time has run out and I thought I'm going to get to the next thing. But let me help you. What is the thing that God asks of South Africa and the world and from Lofdal and every pastor and every born-again believer, every faith giant in the Lord on the face and people were listening to this broadcast in Germany, in the U.S. Right now in Zambia they're watching and, and in America they're watching and in the U.K. And why, what is that what God is asking us to do? To release the blessing. If Jesus said, listen, I will make you fishers of men. That's all that I will. Because we need to come in his will. So his will is that you will be fisher of men. And that's why we have six things. Some people say there's five, but I have discovered in my, as a born again believer, there's six things. That's our life mission. That will release the blessing. That will keep you in victory. That will take you over. That will not have you, let you have a breakdown but a breakthrough. Because you're not living for yourself. This is the manifestation of an unselfish love. <laughs> to love God and love people. And go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize and teach them. That's what it is, and pray. <laughs> now, the, 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 the last two is the two that we, not, we can only live it out on the face of the earth. All the other four is going to happen in heaven. So <laughs> what happens in heaven? There's no sun in heaven. Come on. There's no sadness. There's no sickness. And <laughs> we're not going to pray in heaven because we are. We're going to praise, but not pray. And in heaven, we're not going to evangelize. <laughs> That's why it's here on the face of the earth. That's your life mission. 
If you understand, that's why God created you. You were created for his pleasure. That God can enjoy you. That means tonight, for me to, that for God's pleasure, I must be a worshiper. Now we, we've said worship is just singing. No, worship is a lifestyle. The fact that I went to church this morning, the fact that I'm sharing the word, the fact that I testify, the fact that I am a giver and I'm a sower and I seek the kingdom and I follow God's principles and I'm not living for myself. The fact that I can push somebody's car and feed the poor, come on somebody and take care of the elderly. The fact that I can do that is worship. <laughs> Because if I do things that's not out of worship, it becomes a hassle. I'm obedient then, but not willing. That's why I don't eat the good of the land. I know a lot of people, they do it with attitude. But if I do it with God's attitude, God will take me higher. So the first purpose in my life is to love God. Love Him how? With everything. That makes that to worship Him, love Him, my worship. <clears throat> when I love God in worship, nothing what God asks from me is difficult. The second thing is, and that's what you need to say, I will, because what, what did we pray? I am, here I am. I am here, I'm available, and that's why I put my will in submission. I will be a true worshiper of God. Number two. Oh my word. <laughs> he formed me. Not to be an island. Not to do it my way. Pastor's not going. What is it? No, no, no. He formed me to be part of the family. God was looking for a family. Jesus a bride. The Holy Spirit a temple. And you qualify for all three of them. Now he wants a family. You've heard us saying God works in teams. He chose 12 and he called them his disciples. If I listen and part of the family that I am supposed to be because I don't know it all. I need somebody, a model. Jesus, the perfect model. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. I want people to follow me as I follow Jesus. Then they understand the heart and people will follow you as you follow Jesus. That's why my second thing in life is I will be part of God's family. We're going to worship in heaven. We're going to be a great family in heaven in eternity. Number three, <laughs> I will be Christ-like. That speaks of I discipleship. It's not a program. It's not, uh, oh, what program is Loftal? I'm, I'm a no, it's not a pro It's a lifestyle. It's my life mission to go and make disciples. It's my life mission that somebody disciple me because I don't know it all. And you and I need to be discipled. That's why Jesus, in his own words, because Everything is based. What did Jesus say? What did we say last week? Just as the Father sent me, I sent you. Oh, my word. Now, what did Jesus made? Disciples. What's my mission? 
to make disciples. What's a disciple? A learner, a servant. <laughs> I said this morning, Satan refused to serve in heaven. He rather wants to be king in hell. <laughs> and we know the outcome. They're going to burn. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I will be Christ-like. People will see Jesus. That's why I'm a disciple maker. Number three, number four. I will serve. That's why I will. That means ministry. Uh, you have a ministry. Oh, my ministry is music. My ministry is singing. My ministry is do uh, altar work. Greet. No, no, no. That's just part to help you fulfill the great life mission because I'm talking about your life mission. What it means to say, here I am. My life mission is ministry. My ministry is, oh my word, to serve. That's ministry. Serve. Serve. Be a servant. Jesus was a servant. He served. <laughs> Because if I love my neighbor as I love myself, I will serve them. Greatness never comes through somebody appoints you, comes through a position. Greatness comes through serving. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, if you want to be a great politician, if you want to be a great president, if you want to be a great minister, you want to be a great business person, serve the people, serve the community. Number five, I will share the good news. That's why I need to go and make disciples. That means and baptize them and teach them. I'm an evangelist. Oh, no. Ephesians 4 says God has gave some. <laughs> no, no. That doesn't mean the sum is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry to make out of you. When you've got the fullness of God, you are everything the Bible says you are. You are an evangelist as an individual. Go and tell the world that Jesus saves. You have the greatest mission. That's the six of the five one. Because I am on a mission of evangelizing, I will share the greatest message of all. Jesus crucified resurrected and he loved us so much and the last one is i will pray the six things of my life mission i need to be a, dis a, a, a worshiper when i give it's honor it's worship that's why you can never afford not to be a giver david says i will not bring unto my god in other words i will not worship him with a sacrifice that doesn't cost me a price <laughs> oh my word, I'm a worshiper. I am part of a family. I will be Christ-like. Come on, somebody. I will serve. I will share the great message of salvation, the gospel, the power of God. And I will pray. I'm a watchman on the wall. I'm a soldier of Jesus Christ. That's why Paul says, put on the whole arm, you have the armor on. Don't take it out. Nobody can undress you. Only you with a mindset. That means pray. Where did Jesus shed his first blood? In prayer. <laughs> because prayer requires 
What's the first thing when you're upset and you're angry with people? You don't want to pray. You don't want to read the word. And that's why I need to submit my will of prayerlessness to say, God, I will stand in the gap. Whatever you ask in my name, I will give unto you. And that's your six things of I am, I will be. Come on, somebody, to conquer the number of man with the sixth thing that I am here because I said, here I am. Let thy will be done. Are you ready to pray this prayer tonight? Are you ready to tell God you're willing, surrender, to give your will over to his will? Whatever God wants you to do, whatever God asks of you, that's why we were reading when God created Adam and Eve, he said, use everything you have for God. And for man, <laughs> we feed and people give and we need more people to get involved and do greater things because 25 million people in South Africa, that's from the uh, stats that they just release, don't eat a night, a day. 25 million people. Of the 49 or 50 million people we have in South Africa. That's scary. And we have a responsibility. And it starts off. We cannot let people go to hell and get lost. We need to say, here I am. Lord, I give my will tonight to your will. And I'm going to live out these six things. To demonstrate my life mission. That's what God says. You've got a life mission. Go, I have appointed you to bear much more fruit. <laughs> to be fruitful, not leafy, fruity. <laughs> not fake fruit, real fruit. Are you ready tonight to say, God, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it's because you operate in your own will. It's to bring that will in submission with the will of God. Because the word says, if I... Believe with my heart, confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that I'm a sinner and I confess my sin, I will be saved. Father God, we pray right now for each person that will watch and watching right now that doesn't know you, that bring their will tonight in submission and say, God, here I am. I confess I'm a sinner. Forgive my sins, Lord. Wash me in the blood. I confess that Jesus Christ, you are the Lord of all. And tonight I come in under your Lordship in Jesus' name. I will serve you, Lord. I will live my life mission out. I am not just going to live and die without a purpose. I'm here to fulfill God's great grand design because I'm called with a mission, as Scripture tells me. Those of you who serve God, are you ready tonight to say, I surrender all? My everything on the altar, God. Because I have discovered in my own heart that night when the Spirit of God arrested me, June, <coughs> oh my word, 2013 on June the 5th, when the revival happened, I discovered what was in my heart. Unforgiveness, bitterness connected to pride. <laughs> I had to let go so that God can have his way. Are you ready tonight as God's soldiers, God's ambassadors, God's representatives, those who sit in heavenly places to manifest as a son of God and a daughter of God on the face of the earth and in this nation and in the nations of the world 
to say, God, my will, I bring it to you. Here I am tonight. Use me. God, I'm going to live out this divine plan that you have for me. In Jesus' name. If you need a miracle, God, because I seek first the kingdom, all these things will be <laughs> healing is my portion. Provision is my portion. Breakthrough is my portion. I refuse to live half in the kingdom and half in the world. To live half with the benefits of the kingdom and the benefits of the king. No, no. I'm only going to live in the benefits of the kingdom. And I thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Put in action. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let us know from where you are tuned in. We love you. And God bless you. Gustav the Toy from Loftal International on this awesome Sunday night. Until tomorrow morning and the whole week in the mornings, the keys of faith. God bless you and we love you. And what an honor to serve you. Until tomorrow.